0: There is a lot of distractions to the correct practice, mm-hmm. but the correct practice is actually quite simple, and that mm-hmm. is to gladden the mind, to cure it up, to throw unwholesome thoughts out, and to live a heavy life, one happy thought after another.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It could not be more simple than that, and yet look how complicated it has been made. So, Ben, it's good to see you. Back again. You. Hear that you've gotten a new job. Yes, yes. So, so we'll talk about that. You mentioned something on the fly that I thought really needed to be put uh, on there when you was you were actually talking about it. as a distinction between east and west, and so I'll let you flow back again with that point.
1: Mhm.
2: Mhm. So yes, I've started a new job um monday to friday nine to five i'm working as a laboratory technician in a a dna analysis company so a lot of science and a lot of um carry over from what i've learned at university so i'm quite excited to get stuck in and to learn and uh, learn all the technical uh, aspects of it all of the pipetting and use of chemicals and whatnot it's very valuable lab experience uh in your
0: in your world you would say that uh that in the case of you either bait or cut fish you're cutting fish (laughs) yeah
1: yeah
2: (laughs) well well there's a little bit of
0: mix around with the words (laughs) there
2: (laughs) well the company gets sent water samples and in, in these special filters that they designed and what we the DNA in the filters, and then we're able to tell what animals are present in the water sample. So it's a very, very powerful piece of analysis, which I've learned about in university, but never have the opportunity to carry out myself so I'm very excited to be involved in this but may I ask you a
0: technical question just on yes, the side of course. Mm-hmm. they say that as the temperature of the air rises the more moisture it will contain so that when the temperature falls when there's a lot of moisture in the air they call it rain <laughs> My question is, is that as the temperature of water rises, what happens to the salinity?
2: To the salinity?
1: Yes,
0: saline saline solutions of the oceans, uh, that's the question that I have. If you, uh, for instance, in reverse osmosis and a lot of different other processes, the salinity increases. And my question is, does that happen with temperature? Is there a point in, in a temperature scale like four degrees centigrade where the salinity is either the greatest or the smallest without adding any water? Or um, my goodness, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> only good questions have no answers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember now because um because around. The equator, well, the, the salinity of seawater is always about, give or take, about 35 PSU, no matter where you go, really. In the Arctic and the Antarctic, you have slightly uh, denser water mm-hmm. because it, it, although it's colder where the ice forms, it sucks water out. So you're left with less volume of water, but with more salt. So then you get things called halo
3: clines, which
2: which are able to track because they're heavier and they they stay uniform. But
1: around the equation. I'm talking about
2: it in the sense of
0: heating it up rather than cooling it down to four degrees Kelvin or excuse me, four degrees centigrade, which I believe is the uh, is the largest volume. Or is it yeah. four degrees Fahrenheit? One or the other is that's why bottles break in the freezer. Is mm-hmm. because uh, when ice starts to form, that's when it's at its largest, and it's that's also at the point where the um, uh, salt is forced out. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about what happens then at the other end of the scale. What happens if we
2: go two, three, four hundred degrees? You go to two. Or... Three or 400 degrees you're not going to have any water (laughs) it's going to be evaporated away
0: well it is if it's going to be in a glass lined or somewhat uh uh, pipeline that Mm. has solar panels all around it where you're piping water with the intention of piping it into the desert and getting it as hot as you can
1: Mm
0: -hmm. by the time that it reaches the place where you're really going to boil a heck out of it (laughs)
2: <laughs> well around the equator and whatnot it's it's warmer you've got more evaporation so the water is more dense uh more, more salty even uh and less dense but i can't speak for water in a pipe saline water uh, a couple mm-hmm. hundred degrees um, unfortunately i don't know that okay well never mind
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It's just a passing uh, question anyway I'm sure Mm -hmm. that whoever really needs to know the answer will find it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm sure they will.
0: (laughs) So, so. in in any case, yes, so congratulations, you've gotten um, employment.
2: I have, yes,
0: yes. And let us not uh, say the word, but rather dance around the word work. Because... (laughs) If you think of it as a job, then uh, uh, we automatically go into it with the wrong kind of attitude rather than the attitude of exploring.
2: Um, I think on my first day, I was I was very nervous and whatnot. It's a new endeavor, et cetera, et cetera. But. From being there a week, I've Uh, per se, I've just thought of it as you know, learning skills and doing work. I've not really labeled it as a job because I don't know, so many people in the West and whatnot are dissatisfied with their job and they hate working.
0: They're supposed
2: mm-hmm. to be. That's why we call it work. That's why I call it
0: you got to get a job. You got a slave. You got a labor.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen
0: to mm-hmm. all the vocabulary that we put into that because of the expectations of what it is all about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they mm-hmm. have the ideas of white-collar versus blue-collar versus no-collar at all, I think, is the only other option. Maybe redneck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but, but yeah, my, my... everyone
0: is supposed to not like their job. Mm. Even the people who are making tons of money. They really don't like it because they always people who are making a lot of money always do it in a dirty way and they don't like the dirt Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. as the fear that somebody may be on their dirt trail yeah
2: very scary but um but yeah so i haven't been thinking of it like that um like uh i know i know my mom she really does not enjoy her job she cracks on she gets on with it but complaints complaints oh i didn't sleep well complaints i'm just like no i'm not of that school of thought um you know i'm just gonna
0: isn't
2: it, it amazing
0: it. when you change your attitude about life
2: <laughs> it's crazy it really is <laughs> um so yeah because i've got this job uh the question that i was going to ask was you know how does one incorporate the the Dharma in and around this? Because the big distinction, which I think I've noticed between Western meditation, mindfulness, practice and Eastern meditation, practice and whatnot.
3: Practice and that's
2: your practice, whereas in the East, they incorporate the dharma into obviously their practice but then also into everyday life and what they are doing so by starting this job i've already thought to myself i need to be focused and present at what i'm doing because there's contamination risks i need to be
3: mindful of
0: That
2: I'll be using.
0: You could be Mr. (laughs) COVID-20.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's the distinction that I've made. And uh, I'm wondering how I can incorporate the Dharma and uh, its teachings into this, uh, this new job.
0: Yes, you made a remark when we were first uh, turning the video on mm. about how in the West, that the Western ideal is that uh, you, you, you meditate, that to, set. it's almost like recharging a battery.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Or charging a battery, getting a battery mm. up, and then you can take that battery out into the world and,
2: and use the plates and, and then you.
0: Okay, oh, Charges, <laughs> isn't that an interesting uh, way of looking at it? That kind of view,
1: mm.
0: um, while uh battery technology itself is still problematic, yes, <laughs> and uh, they as they're making uh great gains uh, with it. It's still not up to scratch, even in the physical world, even mm-hmm. with liquid flow and and uh, uh ion air and uh all of these other brand new technologies uh liquid metal um they haven't really um you know done their uh lived up to their expectations and the desire all right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. given that that's the physical reality of things imagine about that with the emotional reality or the spiritual reality on the other hand Mm. all right that in fact possibly the best that we could hope for in a human world uh, would be the equivalent of on the highway you would have a hybrid
2: Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that hybrid then is going to have a really, really excellent battery storage, but it can also top up on the way.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, uh, the, uh, the engines then are highly, finely tuned to crank up, put out as much energy as they can for a short period of time and then turn back off again. Mm, And that's mm -hmm. done on a regular basis. Okay, that then would be more like the sati of turning that engine on, cranking things back up, repowering, regenerating, get your attitude, get your mojo going and then we can post on the batteries for a little while and then mm. pop, start that thing up, get it going again. Yeah. Okay, so this would be a way that we could look at it. Now, it's very interesting. Um, There's another rationale that I can see that's built into the society that's older and deeper than you might imagine. Okay. And that is the idea in Christianity of paying penance or doing your dues or getting away with it or whatever like that. 17 Hail Marys. This is really built deep into the Western psyche of you got to pay for it. And so this gives them the idea that they have to go and recharge the batteries in the in the meditation retreat which is basically nothing more than in another way of saying it that those going to a meditation retreat being like taking mm-hmm. piano lessons yeah okay and it's pretty good to keep taking piano lessons because the more often you take them but you're not going to learn to play the piano if you only take piano
2: lessons <sighs> You gotta take it home And practice Exactly exactly There can't be a disconnect You know Like uh I uh, Play the drums I haven't played them for a while uh, But back in secondary school And college I played them a lot And I was self taught I taught myself and then I also Got a teacher but then I didn't Stop playing the drums when I wasn't with my teacher I kept on playing in my spare time You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't a disconnect Right,
0: this is exactly what we're talking about mm. uh, And uh, even though you could say that you were self-taught mm-hmm. I bet you were not I bet there were some drummers you looked at really closely Oh, yes. <laughs> Even slowing down their videos. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. All right. You had teachers. Yeah. But they were modern teachers, but you still had teachers. That's an important point also, is, is that we do need teachers to get this thing rolling. But let's talk about it in really simple, easy-to-understand terms that even a child could understand. And that is is that the whole point of all of this teaching of the Buddha is to get ourselves into a really nice state.
1: Yeah. To
0: get ourselves into a very enjoyable, playful state so that everything is okay, everything is marvelous, everything is interesting. Mm, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. Uh, invites curiosity and also camaraderie. And so that whole playful attitude about life, Then we can take that wherever we go. And if we choose to do it while employed, then that's a whole lot better off than uh, being in a really nice state until you do go to work and now you're miserable for all day like you're supposed to be, calling it a job, complaining, talking about other people at the water cooler. <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff so that you could go in actually with the commitment that um, keeping the mind clean is going to be the job rather mm-hmm. than the employment or another way impact the job uh, when I'm using that term I'm talking about it only in the sense of this is what's really in front of us yeah Okay, how I feel about this moment, my attitude—that's what's closest at hand. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then the, the outside world is the next layer out. And if I can get the internal world together, then I can deal with the external world just fine. Thank you very much.
2: Hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a very important part. Going into it with the right attitude and viewpoint and- for the mind and whatnot. And then it makes everything else external a hell of a lot more easy to deal with. Mm -hmm. It all starts in here. Well,
0: not only does it start in there, it stayed in there. It didn't go no places like Las (laughs) Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) What's born in the mind kind of stays in the mind. But boy, does it burn the mind while it's in there staying. (laughs)
2: goodness yeah yeah so then,
0: it's not what's in the mind that leaks out it's the adrenaline instead that's Mm. what gets leaked out and so now the body is affected but it all stayed in the mind anyway yeah yeah no matter how hard you try to convince that guy he's such a clutch and that's why i'm angry it still stays in the mind. It didn't get over there. He didn't buy it an inch.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it all stays in the mind. But uh...
0: And so when we recognize we've got a choice about that, mm. we really do have a choice about what gets in the mind and what stays in the mind. In fact, that's mm-hmm. one of the teachings of the Buddha when he talks about uh, what a what invades the mind and remains. That's the important key, okay? And there is some stuff about it in the, what's called the Honeyball Sutta, which is number uh, 18. in The Honeyball
2: Sutta. Right, but
0: what it's actually talking about is is that the uh, repetitious perceptions that tinge and cling to the mind and repeat themselves over and over and over again, um, really puts us at a down state mm-hmm. because they we we cling to them it's almost like they get ground in as a as a habit
2: yeah it, it makes sense mm-hmm. in terms of psychology and brain neuroscience as well the more that you cling to them the more you think about them you know the stronger the associated neurons are going Precisely to be so
0: and so in that regard we can almost say that we do that even with certain television networks and certain stations or certain news kind of systems so that we will not listen to what the other side has to say. Mm, we couldn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: we couldn't. We couldn't let it in. It doesn't fit our neurology.
2: <laughs> it
0: just doesn't compute, literally. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. Doesn't compute.
0: It just doesn't get in. So in that way we get really, really narrow-minded, and the reason that it doesn't get in is because we've already got the neuron pattern set up the way that it was, yeah. and so this whole system of Anapanasati is like rewiring the mind.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, the the analogy with the, the cow herder. Uh, rawhide and all of that mm. all of that mm. stuff <laughs> yeah you like that <laughs> um, yes. it, it, it makes perfect sense you know that, that I, if, if I catch myself thinking about something which is unwholesome you know I will actively be like give a little uh, like I've just yeah, elbowed yeah, like something it. in the face and I'm just like be gone with you you are <laughs> gone and I feel really good about it and By doing that, by not entertaining (laughs) has arisen, you're actively not using those neurons in your brain which are associated with it, which means they're going to get weaker and weaker and degrade. Mm -hmm. So the the space between having that unwholesome thought is going to get larger and larger and larger and larger and larger until you don't anymore.
0: That's exactly the way that the Buddha describes it, and that's the way that so many people experience in that. So congratulations, Mm. you're just going right down the same path that so many have gone before, (laughs) is to recognize we can change. We literally can change the chemistry of the mind. We can change the way we feel.
2: It's a very liberating feeling. Mm -hmm. Very. Very, very, very. Mm.
0: And so practicing that merely on the cushion, what's the point? You need to
2: incorporate it into Mm -hmm. everyday life. You need to. Mm -hmm. So
0: you could think of it in this way, is is that we only need to sit on the cushion long enough to get ourselves into a really, really nice state. Mm -hmm. And then... What we do is, is that we maintain that nice state no matter what, while we do things like opening our eyes and turning around as we get up and stand Mm. and take a deep breath and say, yes, I can stand here and feel this same way. And then we start to walk (laughs) and we can recognize that we can walk in this state Mm. All right, this is what walking meditation is all about. In fact, second is, uh, the second jhana, not the secret, but the, uh, the old story is, is that in walking meditation, we can actually reach second jhana. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's the reason why you want to set boundaries. Right. is So when you reach the boundary, you can get a present enough mind to turn around and go back mm-hmm. to the other boundary. Other than that, mm-hmm. you might float away. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no no mind, you see.
1: <laughs>
0: and so uh, we can, in fact, get into really, really nice states of first jhana while we're walking around. So that's the first thing. What well, we can also go back to the sutta where the Buddha was talking about. This is, by the way, in the fives of the Anguttara and Kaya. I don't remember exactly which number it is. When you talk about five ways to reach the first jhana, or in our child's language, five ways to get yourself into a really delighted state. (laughs) And one of those ways, in fact, the last one on the list, is the way that people think of in Western mentality of meditation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the important point is, is that the sitting down in the meditation, the first job is is to clean the mind of unwholesome thoughts. That's the first and only job, basically. First item on the list. Take a deep breath and clear the mind of all unwholesome thoughts. Well, that can be done while standing. That can Mm -hmm. be done while walking. That can Mm -hmm. be done before we speak. Yeah, yeah. And so we can speak while the mind is still clear. All right, Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the next quality of it is, is that with that quality of being free from hindrances and know that we can walk around and talk and speak and stay clean and uh, free from hindrances, we further can be delighted and joyful with the fact that we can actually walk and talk and be in this state. Isn't that marvelous? <laughs> that's really great. That we can actually sit here and be in First John and know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's
0: when we start looking at these other four ways that the Buddha talks about getting the mind into this really nice state. Mm-hmm. And all four of them have to do with various occurrences of being in the Dhamma. With mm-hmm. the concept and the understanding that the Dhamma, the actual teachings of the Buddha, which we're talking about, Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Noble Path, Paticca Samuppata, Anapanasati. you know that little ball of wax that we've got is a new toy to play with. And yeah, that thing is wholesome and noble. It's noble mm-hmm. because it's always been the truth, and it's wholesome. So wholesome and noble and long-term, long-lasting. The noble truths have always been noble and have always been liberating. They've mm. always been wholesome. That's the remarkable part about it. So while we're talking about the Dhamma, we're only thinking about wholesome. While mm. we're discussing the Dhamma, we're only discussing the wholesome. It's just
2: wholesome. Nothing just but Wholesome. No-
0: there are no room, no room for any unwholesome thoughts in a wholesome conversation of the Dhamma,
2: <laughs>
0: and because of that, it leaves both the uh, the speaker and the listener in the position of marching right into first jhana. And we can also recognize that that's one way and two way. The first way is, is that the student can enter the first jhana by listening to the teacher. The second one is, is that the teacher can enter into the first jhana by teaching the Dhamma. And in fact, that's mm-hmm. the whole reason for being able to teach the Dhamma is by being able to de- demonstrate the fact that you could be in the state that we're talking about and inviting mm-hmm. the student into it. And then the next point is is that uh, we can also do that by reciting and rehearsing the Dhamma. Now in the Pali language, a lot of people don't really know what it is and it doesn't mean anything and it's all magical anyway. But if you really understand what what is the teaching and going over it and mulling over it, one just by chanting can get oneself into that first jhana because already the Dhamma itself that we're uh, chanting and rehearsing, knowing what it means. Uh, it means that the mind is free from unwholesome states. Mm. And then there's the interesting one, the fourth one, and that is in ordinary life, while we're mulling over and just thinking about the Dhamma, got nothing much else on the mind, we can actually get in ourselves into a joyous state. And that can happen even when we're driving the car. Mm. That if we have our mind completely focused on my how nice it is, my how wonderful this dhamma is, that I really do feel free from all problems and all worries. <gasps> oh, what a beautiful drive this is! It's, oh, <laughs> we're just pulling down the road, but in this case, we're completely mindful because at least we've got the mind in the present moment. We're watching where we're going, and we're relishing it. We're yeah. really here now, and it's marvelous present, mm-hmm. which is a whole lot better driving than most people do who are eating ham sandwich or talking on the phone or screaming at the kids or looking for a document that they forgot to bring with them or any of that other kind of stuff that causes automobile accidents.
2: Yeah very dangerous (laughs) if you're a
0: really really rich dude and you want a really excellent driver go to the Watt and get a meditator (laughs) have him (laughs) so he knows where he's going and he's watching
2: (laughs) yes very good point Mm. but yeah so starting this job um, I'm seeing ways to be really apply the dharma while I am doing what I will be doing. Mm -hmm. Like you say, while you're driving, you've got to be mindful. And whatnot so you while know. i'm doing what i'm doing i've got to be mindful i've got to right. pay well, attention you, to what i'm doing there's a process to it listen if
0: you pull that corona 20 virus molecule or little dude out of its petri dish and you hold it up with your tweezers you watch what you're doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> And don't even think about what he tastes like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be terrible. No, I won't be doing that. I will not be doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. So mindfulness of what your hands are doing Mm -hmm. is determined upon the mindfulness of the mind of being in the present moment anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so while you're – it's like a, a switch that turns on and off. Are you just going to be in the mind thinking about whatever it is and doing what you're doing with your hands by rote and maybe occasionally paying attention to what your hands are doing, but mostly you're thinking about mom and the fight you had yesterday or goodness knows whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, on, on like autopilot. Right, like on autopilot to where
0: now we're going to say, no, I'm really going to pay attention to what's going on.
2: Mhm,
0: because I might miss something really important when I'm thinking about Mom
2: exactly exactly there was a there was a a big talk about contamination protocols and stuff like that. so there is no room for error. Right. I can't mm-hmm. be thinking about Mom, Dad, or the dog. I've got to be really dialed in and present. I've got to be aware of what my hands are doing. I've got to be aware of where I'm placing stuff mm-hmm. and and stuff like that so it may not be conventional sitting meditation but i see opportunities to really be present and apply the dharma in this setting
0: how do we talk about it
2: man in you
0: use the word conventional i've also heard the word traditional heard the word orthodox which would, uh, you hear the direction uh-huh. i'm going <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. all the
0: way down to ultra orthodox and when <laughs> you get all the way down to orthodox uh, ultra orthodox aren't you back to the practice of the buddha which in thailand they call it by the way anti-asok which means let's take the things back the way that they were before soak. ah uh, okay okay which uh uh all that far back would be the actual practice then of the Buddha, because we're only talking about uh, uh, Ahsoka was either the, either the grandson, the great-grandson of the great-grandson of King Bimbisara, who was a contemporary of the Buddha. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it was his lineage that were the warriors. And they eventually took over the, the whole area where Pasanati, I think, and his crowd were kind of consumed with, uh, this whole Magadi thing, right. so in, in any case, um, before a soak, there was very little problems and controversies, and everybody kind of knew how to practice. It was mm-hmm. when, in the time of a soak, when it became really, really actually, you could say it was royally supported. Mm-hmm. When he built monasteries and he built robes and he gave bowls and anybody who wanted to want any, for some reason he thought that it was good to have a whole lot of monks rather than a, a few good monks.
2: <laughs> you're a monk, you're a monk, you're a monk, everybody's, everybody's a monk. A monk. <laughs> and when that
0: happened then, we, then the, the really good monks had no possible way of training mm. all of those monks. And so the, uh, the actual teaching of the Buddha did remain alive but it became kind of secluded and sequestered off to the side, but still living within the realms of the Dhamma.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's always been that way. The the noble Dhamma has always been there. That's the clue. That Bhikkhu Buddha Adasa didn't even know about until he stumbled onto it. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> yeah. was kind of invited into the old boys' club that had been going along all along. Mm. So this whole idea then is um, that if the actual practice and the teaching of the Buddha that is actually kind of simple can be encased, modified, shaved, and done a few things with, we can still present it as if that it was something valuable, but in fact we're giving you a broken clock. Mm. And this is part of that idea: is is that meditation is something that you do to charge your batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's part of it. Rather than no, uh, the practice of anapanasati is you need sati when you need it, and you need to practice up so that you got it when you need it.
1: <clears throat>
0: yes. Yes. And this is the the real issue then that uh, that there has been uh, um, side. Issues that have been brought in. One of the issues would be magical powers. Yeah. Uh, And when people want magical powers that they don't have, that means that they want something that they don't have. And they're in, in Paducah and whatever practicing they are doing in order to get those magical powers don't work. My favorite example, in fact, is that it's a big deal in Hinduism and I think in New Age and now Buddhism and all of that is celibacy and magical powers are somehow linked together. Have you ever heard of that?
2: I've heard of it and I immediately was like... All right, well, here's double...
0: <laughs> and that is, is that, you know, where the history of the Catholic Church and their celibacy came from was because of politics, yeah. because of who owned the, the church when their old priest died. OK, mm-hmm. and if he's got illegitimate kids and they've got a knock on that church. But if he's got no kids then then he's then the Catholic Church has got no competition and they own the land. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. And that was in 10th, 11th century when that kind of stuff happened. Now, here's mm-hmm. the point about it. With all of these tens of thousands, at some points in time, hundreds of thousands of Catholic monks, all celibate as best they can be, you don't see any of them flying around the Belfry.
2: <laughs> you should have hundreds of thousands of people flying around, shooting Miracles the white things their j- fingers
0: exactly. and- Miracles are so rare in the Catholic Church, and they really, every one of them, have big difficulty proving it. Mm -hmm. And we kind of do that when when we see the Catholic Church, because we've seen a thousand years of their failures at magic tricks. (sighs) And then we walk over there to Buddhism and say, gimme, 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 gimme. And like, you're expecting anything new. Mm. You're expecting something new here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, celibacy in Asia is different than celibacy in the Catholic Church.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and in fact one of the places where I was really familiar with that was that when I was a monk in in the United States and there was an old Laotian monk who needed to go to the doctor and he went and the doctor told him he needed to go have prostrate examination so I went with him drove him to the prostrate examination was standing there beside the monk while the finger up the butt and all of that I mean talking to the doctor and
1: and
0: Uh uh his whole show. And so the whole point was, is that the doctor assumed because he was a Buddhist monk. And this is in Northern North Carolina where there's a lot of Catholics,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: a lot of Catholics. We were within 20 miles of a Catholic monastery up there in Greensboro, North Carolina. So Uh a lot of Catholics on the East coast of the US.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so he said that this guy's got got to go to surgery. And so he didn't want to do it there because this guy didn't want to give him pre gratis. And so with the network, we found a doctor who would do it in California. We got him into California. The doctor there did it and says, this guy doesn't have prostate cancer. He doesn't need surgery. Huh. That was because the doctor assumed because he was a monk that what he did feel uh, was good enough to think that he did have it. It, it fit the model. Okay. What do they call right. that when the cops do it? Profiling?
2: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Okay. So that was a direct case of that kind of profiling. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so much for wanting spiritual powers. But there are real powers. In fact, uh, Eckhart Tolle wrote a book on the power of the now, the power of clarity of mind, the power uh, of seeing behaviors. We call it clairvoyance. Yeah. The audience, when you're that's actually that's listening book. to what people are saying, when you when yeah. you hear the devas in their mind talking.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. So hear there the, are real the alterations.
0: That the real powers have to do with the power of being in the present moment. Yes. Not the powers of celibacy, of (laughs) down (laughs) the corner at 200 miles an hour (laughs) and 20
1: feet in the air.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So the next one is also very closely related to that, and that's the issue of rebirth. We could just touch that base. Yeah. And that is also the very same case that if the here now is all that's important, then the very good idea is to get rid of the past that's 10 years ago. Then what about 10,000 years ago, too? Mm. Not only that, but if I have choices enough in this present moment, to change my childhood and to change even the way the genes operate in the sense of no longer going around in instinctual behavior, but rather watching what's going on because we're mindful and, and alert. I'm Mm -hmm. almost about to say the word woke, but I think that's (laughs) been taken now (laughs) for another year.
2: (laughs) Oh God, that word's been thrown around so much
0: so anyway this is the idea then is is that the practice of sati that's what we want to try to practice during the day is to remember to wake up yeah to remember to take a deep breath to remember to be here now yeah yeah. Then we don't have to worry about the deep dark past. Whether that deep dark past was ten minutes ago, ten hours ago, ten years ago, ten thousand years ago, it doesn't matter what it was in the past, because exactly. we have this present moment—a choice to not live in the past, yeah. but to live in the future, to live in the present moment. This not present moment,
2: not the future,
0: not no, not no, way no. out there. No, not what <laughs> not what people do for um, merit making.
2: Yeah, yeah. Planning yeah. for the
0: future because this one's not good enough. It's so not good enough. I can't do anything about it. It's not good enough. Is generally the attitude. Yes, so All I can do in this in this life is to uh, at least make my ne- my next life of misery more comfortable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's still misery. <laughs> uh, well but... someday, my mm. prince will come? <sighs>
2: no no you can't rely on somebody else like that to just magically exactly. make everything better
0: exactly well that's what the um every religion more or less promises
2: comes back to victimhood woe is me woe is me mm-hmm. somebody rescue me that's the
0: basic most fundamental level of doubt that people have when people believe in rebirth and reincarnation it always has to do with some subtlety I'm out of control here mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm either in my past or in my future and not really in this present time because mm-hmm. I'm not in control of this present time my past is in control of this present time well that's true up to a point mm-hmm. And the point is, is, that we can change it. Yes.
1: Be present.
0: Be present.
1: Mm-hmm. Be Turn
0: the automatic pilot off and fly your own plane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so many people just
2: don't do yeah. it, though. It's, it, it's ridiculous. So well, many people just don't.
0: Yes, but they don't understand that they have the opportunity to. And part Mm -hmm. of that is is because of that old doubt that has to do with, I can't do it myself. I'm not up to the task. Therefore, I have to rely upon something else. My past, my future, uh, someday my prince will come.
2: Um, I'll get it in the next life. Uh, I'll Um, get it
0: in the next life. Something will happen. Uh, I'll meet my guru someday. Uh, how to say it, Uh, my other half is out there, my soulmate. You know, there's all kinds of stories about this. And it always has to do with uh, hoping based upon the fact that the present moment is not good enough. So instead Mm -hmm. of working on making the present moment good enough, there are still pining with the present not good enough on and on and on and on while none of that stuff that they want that's going to make the present moment good enough ever happens never happens Mm -hmm. so here's the practice is is that we can make this present moment good enough if we remember that it actually is good enough (laughs) that's the part that makes it marvelous is is that if things are actually marvelous (laughs)
2: yeah 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 people just have an automatic perception of it's It's shit it's crap it's this it's that but you know it's good and you work on making it good enough and then it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy if there's if it's good and then you notice good and then it's just more good and good. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: well you can imagine oh you know the story of sisyphus Rolling the rock, the stone, up the hill. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah, slips yeah. and yeah. it falls to the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine that your sister's foot sitting at a point just below the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. Just below the top of the hill, where you can almost just put your hand up on the top of the hill. Just mm-hmm. below the top of the hill, he's sitting there. While with his foot, he pushes that rock down the hill just to watch it roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, watch that rock. You know, I never got a chance to watch it before. I was always too busy trying to keep it in place. And now watch it go. <laughs> Very fun. A, a major change in attitude is let it. Yeah. The thing that's really interesting about dropping our burden mm. is, is that um, the law of gravity and what they talk about, you know, 32 feet per second per second, that it mm-hmm. speeds up. The, the, the more we drop, the faster it falls.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. People cling to it. They have a desire to Mm -hmm. make it different. But then you remove that clinging, you remove that desire, and then automatically it just, it drops, it goes. But Mm -hmm. people just hold on to it. They just don't let go.
0: All right. Well, this is the whole point then is letting go of every moment as it comes by. Mm. It just goes, this moment is marvelous. Doesn't mean that we're going to try to keep it. If it does, I mean, you think butter rots?
1: <laughs>
0: this moment really, there is gone.
1: <laughs> and
0: so we don't cling to it and we let it go. Everything is arising and passing away, constantly arising and passing away. And quite a show it is, too.
1: Mm,
2: mm.
0: And everybody doesn't know, but everybody's got a ticket to the show
2: whether you use the ticket or not
0: everybody's got a ticket to the show and so all Mm. we have to do is just enjoy the show and so many people are screaming I want my money back I want my money (laughs) back (sighs) and all we have to do is just enjoy the show yeah because everything is arising and passing away and things keep changing and changing and so we just watch that and just let it go just let it go we're in the flow Mm. hmm And so we can maintain that state much of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Just still remember, very... keep remembering, keep practicing. Every time that you recognize you're not in that flow state, pop back in.
2: Have that wake up. Mm-hmm.
0: That wake up,
2: yeah. So this is why
0: we practice on, this, on the seat, of, uh, on the stool, or on the cushion, or in the It's meditation. to
2: refine our skills for it's everyday life. To get the mind ready mm-hmm. to go boating. Mm-hmm. Back
3: out mm-hmm. into the
0: swamp.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. I told why, you that why, story what?
0: about the log in the bog, didn't I? A log in the
2: bog. I don't yeah. think he did. No.
0: Story, oh, sorry about that. Yes, I'm referring to a story that the Buddha told. It's actually in Suta number 36 in the Nikaya, mm-hmm. And that is the story that if you go into a swamp, that the trees that live there and die there and fall over, they will become completely submerged or just the very top of the, uh, the log. You cannot go into the swamp, so the story goes, with fire-making equipment the way that they had in the time of the Buddha and rub things together and get Mm -hmm. that log to set on fire. It just won't set on fire. However, Mm -hmm. you can take that log out of the bog and set it on the shore, but it Mm -hmm. still won't catch on fire because it's still waterlogged. However, if you leave it in the sun and let your gravity pull the water down, the uh, and the uh, the, top, the sun shines on the top, and then you can actually start getting it to burn. This is, yeah. in fact, how they make dugout canoes, anyway.
1: Oh.
0: They're not so much dugout as they're burned out, <laughs> <laughs> but, any anyway, kind. Now that we've get the uh, the, the dugout, we can get it back into the water and we can use it as a boat instead of as a uh, uh. Uh, you know, kind of dangerous. Yeah, know, not yeah, 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 Uh, this is how we think of the mine then is we want to get it out of the bog, mm-hmm. but we want to get it boatworthy so that we can put it back into the bog. Yeah. What's the so big you... deal about just leaving it all on the beach after we've dug it out? no we want to put it back in the bog we want to put it to use so this Hmm. is also the mine too we want to get the mine dug out enough to where we could use it as a raft Hmm. to go floating in a boating so this is another analogy that we can put into the into all of that so that's the log Hmm. in the bog and that's the story can you get in this thing and 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 paddle around now that you got all the the, uh the waterlogged part of the boat moved
1: mm, mm.
0: You Can actually set it on fire and mm. burn, burn it out so this is how we think then of uh, clearing space into the mind also is we've got to mm-hmm. get it away from the world and get it off someplace so that we can now start to drain the bog that's caught into the mind out of the mind just like the water would drain mm-hmm. out of the bog we're going to drain the unwholesome yeah. water whatever out. Once we get the unwholesome mm-hmm. thoughts out, now we're going to shore things up so that when people add their unwholesome thoughts, we don't let them come in. Mm. Yeah. We're waterproof this thing. And so this it's is nice another and part the, right. So that you don't get affected by the unhappiness of, of others. But we can talk about this more because this is in fact a major part of the teaching. And that mm-hmm. is the whole quality of Metta and how to deal with the world of struggle and sorrow. And the answer mm. to that is joyfully.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you got to have the joy.
2: The joy you got to have the joy first.
0: You got to have the joy first. Don't go into battle hoping that somebody will fall
2: and you get their sword. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want going to be... <laughs>
2: just running on the battlefield, no armor, no shield, no nothing. And you're just like, huh, huh, yeah, huh, where, exactly. where's the stuff? Where's the stuff?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, we need to be armed. With the Dhamma, take the Dhamma yeah. with us. Okay, keep the mind wholesome. And so that's the uh, way can, we can get started with this. And you're right that this is the whole point of it. The sitting practice is actually to get us ready
1: Mm.
0: and then to retreat and get ready again and then retreat and get mm. ready again mm. and keep coming mm. in and out and in and out until pretty soon you can handle this job because it's not a job yeah. anymore. It's just what we're doing right now while we're having a ball. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Think uh, of it in so fact I... as a celebration mm. that your job is not celebrating getting a job. The celebration is the doing the job. Yeah, and so let the job become a celebration. Yeah, look at that little girl <laughs> crawl.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he crawled right across my microscope
1: lens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the dogs are talking. Oh, they're having a good conversation. Well, one of the local coconut farmers is
0: puttering through.
2: Ah, okay.
0: So now that Lucky's had her say, saying this is my land.
2: <laughs> making making their presence known. Mm.
0: Yes. The dogs really know that song very well. Comes out <laughs> of a movie. It's called The Exodus. <laughs> you know that that song, yes, yes, land yes, yes. is mine. <laughs> God gave this land to me. <laughs> you no, know, the dog you just born here. that's all,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the territorial instinct, yes, the dogs yes. play with it very well, so do the humans.
2: Oh, yeah, the humans spoke very well.
0: Mm. Okay. So to finish this talk off, let's round one point up, and that is, is that there is a lot of distractions to the correct practice. Mm-hmm. But the correct practice is actually quite simple, and that mm-hmm. is to gladden the mind, to cheer it up, to throw unwholesome thoughts out, and to live a heavy life, one happy thought after another. Mm-hmm. It could not be more simple than that, and yet look how complicated it has been made.
2: Yeah, incredibly complicated. So unnecessarily complicated. This is
0: why it's actually, um, you could see that over time that it actually got a few enemies. Mm. How can anything be that simple and that easy? And the worst part of it is is that, and if those people go do that, then I can't make any money off of it. And so, <sighs> stop them Buddhas, because they're going to destroy our <laughs> poor box income. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is, yeah. It's just all about working on your mind yourself. It's, it's completely free. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's right. a problem. That's In a problem.
0: You see that this kind of teaching is absolutely diametrically opposite to all religions and all business. Mm-hmm, it's diametrically mm-hmm. opposite to all all religions and all business, and it's pretty well dis uh, disagreeable to uh, 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 to governments.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is is
0: when nobody's interested in the government anymore.
2: Mm.
0: Well, yeah. That would be a good government is when nobody cares.
2: Yeah. They're not going to be happy.
0: (laughs) But people are in fact. The government and the people in the government really want the people worked up about the government because the government, oh, yeah. to them, they wanted to be important to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, can you imagine the Queen of England? If cared, <laughs> go to the ball and nobody bothered. They didn't care.
3: Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just.
2: but uh yeah i imagine she'd be quite upset and gobsmacked if nobody cared
0: If nobody cared.
2: Mm. and yet
0: you walk to the mall and nobody cares <laughs> So what just she, she's, she's saying, just a person right that that and so many people do think that the government is important mm. and the government is not important uh it's really not yeah. The only thing that's important is this next thought. And if my thought is about government, I'm probably having an unwholesome thought. About government. Oh,
2: yes. Oh, yes. You're going to be having a very unwholesome thought if you're thinking about government. <laughs> <laughs> very unwholesome. Don't be uh, catching yourself thinking about that. Mm mm
1: mm. <laughs> uh,
0: all right so now i think that we can leave it with this is the way that you practice is you practice without having thoughts that are unwholesome about you know what's happening out there what used to happen what happened in the future no but you can actually enjoy friendships with
2: the people that work yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: hey come look at this dude
2: wiggle <laughs> <laughs> Yes no my my first my first week has definitely been good definitely um small small team small unit that I'm in and I I've, I've, I've been trying my best to apply the dharma to uh, to what I've been doing and I think it's been pretty pretty successful which is great great it actually is easy yeah yeah it what is you have to do is, is remember yeah yeah anything about that? Didn't? A <laughs> whole, whole lot of remembrance. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later then. Up a little bit more. Something else that I found helping is uh, being being in dharma groups as well, like like your Discord channel and and whatnot. Actually, yes. seeing messages about people who are talking about the dharma, it makes you think, oh, the dharma, and then. You're building upon it even more And uh, I spoke to Olivia Yesterday as well we had a discussion about It and everything and she said She'll call you again very soon Excellent I'd like to see her Yes yes Yeah, yes, That's
0: yes. very good yes to keep With the uh, the friends and the Dama. Have I sent you some uh, uh, Skype Links
2: Um, I don't think You've sent me links on Skype but You've sent me the Discord channel, which has, okay. you know, loads and loads got... of people in it. Yes, okay, so
0: I, I strongly encourage for people to go to meet each other on Discord and then go off onto Skype or Zoom or whatever they want to do and have conversations at twos and threes at a time.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Talking it's about definitely... the dominoes, there's really nothing worth else talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you talk about it, you think about it, you apply it, and you feel, and it begins to work in a profound way. You. All right, Ben. Well, we'll see you later. Yes, yes. Lovely conversation as always. Thank you, and speak to you again soon. See you. Okay, tell me all about it. Okay, bye
3: bye. Bye.